Hey, hey. Welcome to another episode. I am Dagny. And I'm Damali. And in this episode of the Curious and Cultured podcast, we wanted to discuss with you the experience of handling and consuming news and current events. And this is something that came up because one, there's a whole lot going on in the news locally and internationally. And it got us reflecting on how do we discern facts or truth from propaganda and entertainment and sensationalizing and how that's evolved with not only our own consumer behavior, but also with the internet and social media and the way information is shared and how fast it moves. So to start, yeah, we wanted to first talk about how we developed like our, can I call it a muscle in terms of how we developed wanting to be yeah. informed and, and how we navigate the news and how that's kind of changed over time. So do you want to first start what it looks like from school? to work, to home. Mm. So what we both noted, okay. And there's going to be, we're going to go through a variety of topics. Okay. But like, that was the gist of, this is what we're going to be focused on. So first when we, for me, learning about the news, we come from a home that like, daddy was always reading the newspapers. Mom was also always reading magazines. So it was kind of a deal of like, we always took note that uh, as an adult, or growing up, you need to be informed about what's happening outside of the bubble of your existence and try to look at as many sources as possible to supplement your own perspective or try to be as informed with your perspective. And so what we found, what I found interesting was uh, growing up there in school, we did have, there were a few like news shows that were dedicated to kids. There was a time that this channel Nickelodeon had its own news show. I'm forgetting the lady's name, but it was a lady who was the host and she would have different kids in the room with her. And she would, I forget if it was every day or a weekly thing. And she would bring up current events and try to break it down as to why it was important and why kids should understand it. And then there was also like, I think it was called channel one news that was shown in school. Uh where the the hosts tend to, they looked young. I don't know if they were teenagers at the time. And they would be sharing news stories that sometimes it was, yes, current events nationally, but they try to be like, oh, well, these kids in this part of the country did this cool thing and we're going to report live from their school. Like it was that, it was that type of vibe. Still mm. trying to make, t- make it be an informed thing. And usually there would be a class that would insist that that week you need to write some reflection or essay or statement about what was on channel one news this week to show that you're keeping up to date with stuff. That seemed to be much simpler times in terms of trying to be informed compared to now where you have a million different sources of information. Okay, let's do billions, billions of sources of information if you also add the different languages that they can come in and different mediums that they can come in and different people they can come in. Where at that time, what I just listed, the this was news coming from gatekeepers. This is a, a yes. one particular so-called reliable source that everybody has to go to, and we're just reporting from that. While now, the so-called reliable source has already been called out for possibly not writing the headline properly not quoting things properly, possibly being paid by somebody Mm -hmm. else. Like the the curtain has been removed from those original gatekeepers about what's going on behind the scenes. And then now citizens and other organizations have just as much of a platform to share their own side of a story. And then as a consumer, we have to then balance all these different, different, different perspectives on this one story and figure out which one is truth or not, and which one is causing us to Mm -hmm. think a certain way about this topic, this demographic, this religion, this country, things like that. Yes. 
So Damali, let me ask you now, when it comes to discerning between truth and propaganda and how that's evolved, how has mm-hmm. that, how, how have you found yourself navigating that? Yes, yes, definitely changed a lot over the years. Uh, we have a lot of information and sometimes I think there's too well, I guess yeah, there's such a thing as too much information or too much access to information that might not all be accurate or factual. Um I know when I was like really young as like a kid, I I wasn't as active looking up news. It was kind of just something you did at school. They would give you like a project or they'd be like, "Oh, you have to do this research paper on this news article." Or like things like that. I also remember when the whole Obama and Hillary Clinton thing was going on. That was a really big deal when mm-hmm. when that when those elections were happening. So of course schools would get us to do like speeches or debate and things like that. Um, yeah, I still remember uh, Daddy always <laughs> reading the newspaper. He always, even now, he's like, "Don't give me that online stuff. Give me the paper, the newspaper." Right? And it just looked like if you're going to be an adult, you have to read the news. That's it. Just made sense to me and to us, right? It just seemed like the thing that adults did, right? And then our, our parents would also have very heated discussions about the news and things going on, and you're just like, "Oh, okay, I guess uh, I should know a thing or two about this." Um, and when I was younger, it wasn't as big as like when it started kind of thing. And then I always felt like, oh, well, I, I, and then there was a certain point in my life. I've forgotten how, how, what age I was, where I was like, I need to figure out how to get the news. Like I need to figure out where to, how to always know what's going on, like at all times, because that's important. Of course, as I've gotten older, sometimes I don't want to know what's going on because it seems like the world is booming, right? With how the news uh, is portrayed. And it's true. I, I, I like the, the point you said about now everyone has a platform. Mm-hmm. And I think all of us can agree that not everyone should have a platform, right? Not, not everyone is giving the, the correct information for us to follow. Uh, and a lot of times we end up having a lot of information from one side and then it turns out, oh, just kidding. It was all a lie. It didn't mm. actually happen. I just said it for my own agenda. Um, so it, it, it's definitely become more difficult to discern the the truth and the lies and like what, you know, and, and I know, I think as I've gotten older, I've become more of a grain of salt type of news uh, consumer where I'll read something and be like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then go on my way. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know the person personally and you hear their story, you don't really know them, right? Mm-hmm. That a lot of, I'm sure in, in every, everyone's lives, there's things that you do that if, if you had a third party listening in, they might have a different perspective of it than what actually happened. Um, but I do know when I was younger, I, I especially, I think, I, I don't know if it's for YouTube. I know during the whole Obama uh, days, that's where I got more into looking up the news and looking up information. It it seemed like it was more about young people and like, oh, young people can also have a say. It's not just old people, right? Um, and there was a time where I had, th- th- there were some heated discussions I would have about like Obama and about Clinton and about all the, and very heated, like, I know what I'm talking about and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And then like, you you hear all this stuff, it sounds like the truth. And then later you find out, oh, actually this, the, the, I think there was some movie I went to see also. Like, I was so into it. Like, I think it was, I forgot. It was something about Obama, some guy talking about Obama. It was something about 2016. I don't know what. And he, the stuff he said, I was like, oh yeah, like this is a really serious thing that, you know, I talked to about my dad. I'm like, oh, this is really like intense stuff only to find that a lot of the information was skewed and not mm. all of it was the most you know accurate. Um, and me being the open person I am with, with, with some, with some people, I would go back and be like, oh, let me apologize. I had this information. I thought it was correct, but actually this is what actually happened, you know, and which already is being active, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you should be open with, oh, I thought that this was the truth, but you know what? It wasn't my mistake. Let me go back and go, you know, get my sources. And, um, and so of course that kind of, uh, thing made it, it you know, it, nowadays is a lot more difficult, but at that time I was like dipping, like first dipping my toe in kind of thing. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then in school too, right, for you had to learn how to do like an annotated bibliography. I don't know how many people remember those lovely things where you had to, you can't just say someone's words. You have to get a quote. You have to say where the source is from. You have to put it in a specific way, like it's from this website. And, it ha- and I always know 
you trust .org and .edu more than you trust .com. So I was like, if it's .org, it's probably more like legit information, right? Um, but yeah, it, and then now as, as a, a fully grown adult, I guess I could say I'm more, I, I don't think I've become like a cynic. I think I've just become more skeptical of news now because there's so much of it that's not really that true. And I'm kind of like, you know, uh, I mean, you want to know what's going on in the world, but sometimes there's a lot of noise and other traffic in the news, right? And um, and then of course, like, you, you know, there's a, I think especially during like COVID, I remember I was all over the news when when COVID first happened. Um, I was all over it, like, oh my god, what's going on? Who can I help? How can I get help? All these different things. What's going to happen? The world exploding, blah blah blah. And then towards the end, I was like, oh my god, like it was so depressing, and I was like. It really, I think a lot, everyone kind of went through some despair during COVID because it was kind of like, are like, what's gonna, are we gonna, are we gonna explode? Like, what, what are we doing here, right? Um, and of course, yeah, and so a lot of um, that, and so, and, and now back, I mean, but now that's a bit better. Uh, I still sometimes take breaks from the news, um, and take breaks from all this extra information because sometimes it's not, um. Well, for one thing, it can be really stressful and depressing. <laughs> and then another, you never really know who to trust anymore. Um, and everybody has a think piece about everything. Uh, you know, the people that are news people, scientists, celebrities, everyone has their own take on stuff. And sometimes I'm like, um, how about I just go? Like, sometimes I feel like doing that. Like, when they have the news about something, I'm like, I'll just go to that location and get the news myself. <laughs> because, you know, I think it'll be easier because you hear from the journalist, the celebrity, this person, this per everyone has their own idea. And I'm like, just give me the news. Don't give me your spin. Don't give me your opinions. Don't give me your anger. Just tell me, okay, so we're here live and there's a river and it's blue. That's it. Like, you know, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but instead of being like, well, I think, the river's blue so that must mean that everyone is sad because no just tell me the river is blue okay <laughs> just like extra information because mm -hmm. it's like why are you telling me all of this stuff so mm -hmm. uh so on that for that point yes I, I i would say that um i uh i guess that's how i become more active because mm -hmm. i i choose more what i listen to and what i don't listen to on purpose i try to look at different sides of things um, I think discussions, that's how we get more like movement in the world where we have multiple, you know, we have a discussion. It, like if you have, if there's one side, if there's two sides to a story, I want to hear both of them sometime, but with the facts, right? As opposed to just, well, like I only have this one thing on, and everybody knows how this is, right? You'll be talking about something, you pull up your phone and then, oh my gosh, I was just talking about water and now it's, I'm getting a, a sale about water as if our phones are always listening to us. Right. And then we have all these ads that are catered to us. And, um, and I guess, I guess I can kind of segue into this, um, this, this, I, I had read this uh, from a, a different article and they had said that our social media friends have become the managing editors deciding what we see. Um, and then an article needs to be liked and shared multiple times before many people see it in their feed. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting that basically you're calling our everyone on social media has become our managing editor. Like they're in charge of what we see. And I'm sure everyone has experienced this where you, you're only seeing things that are about you, that are catered to you about you. You're, you're not hearing the other side of stuff or someone else is like, oh, well, this person only looks at conservative stuff. So we'll only put conservative stuff or this person's um, a liberal. So only liberal stuff. Right. So. I thought that was kind of interesting and how like it's like the the things that are the top comment goes first kind of thing or the thing that's like the most is the thing that is first and sometimes that's that's not the only information that you need to be aware of kind of thing uh so yeah that kind of uh I also I like dipping my toe and like and it's sad because like <laughs> you know oh sorry go ahead okay okay I also like I was just to... I was just gonna say the, yeah. the dipping your toe in like Right, right. No, yes, I like I also like that point, which is a good segue too, because that that notion that your your friends or the platforms you choose to follow or associate yourself with yeah. on the internet, as well as whatever you click on, purchase from the internet is what's creating your bubble. 
online. While at the same time, we are in an era where we are being more uh, active participants of the information that we are consuming or the information that we see. So like currently at the recording of this episode, there are a variety of particular poignant things happening in the world, which we're not going to, everyone knows, everyone knows. So we're not going to go into name calling, but what I take note that's different this time around about these seriously devastating things that are happening in the world right now is that Mm -hmm. as consumers, we are not being passive about it. There is something that I've noted while looking at what's going on and how I always have wondered, historically speaking, when atrocities just as big as this or even bigger have occurred, what was the rest of the world doing? Like, did they know? Were they just watching? Like, how were these things allowed? Sort of um, reflection that I would have, right? Like, okay, so when everybody knew that, you know, they did that to the Native Americans, to the rest of the world, did they know that was happening and they just let it? Or was it like a secret and they Mm -hmm. heard about it after the fact? This time around, you know, this time around where we see things the moment it happened or right Mm -hmm. now, which is very different from before, where it's like, you know, that person yesterday who posted this. Yeah, they're gone because this happened. You know, like it's a very immediate thing. Yeah, cameras everywhere. Yes. So Mm -hmm. which one it really puts in your face how fragile life is because it's in your face now Mm -hmm. that so much of it is being displaced or destroyed. But I'm, I'm, and maybe this also segues to this, to the notion of like, how do we be actively informed and still balance our mental health and balance what we can do about it being active. What I'm encouraged of what I'm seeing right now is that yes, the being more vocal about how devastated we may feel about what we're seeing or hearing or how depressing it is or how sad it is or how helpless we're feeling. I'm encouraged to see that, okay, yes, we are being open about those emotions. And then we're transmuting that energy to be like, boom, now you got to boycott this business. No, now you need to make sure you're aligned with this. No, this is where you donate your money because actually it's going to get to. So don't deal with that. Like being really like utilizing, and these are all people who possibly don't even know each other, but utilizing the internet and social media to galvanize that so that people can show up in the role they need to play in. Cause it's not only about everyone should be outside with a sign, not necessarily if like what's happening right now, where we got a whole, we got images of a sea of people outside rising up for different Mm -hmm. things and taking note that the big thing they're Mm -hmm. rising up for is still happening in spite of all of them being outside. Mm -hmm. Right. So the, the other layers to that were like, actually we're boycotting these businesses and it's actually causing an issue over there. Like they're actually starting to listen to people's demands or Mm -hmm. in, Mm -hmm. in there, there's, there's things happening where ambassadors are choosing to not have meetings with certain people anymore because you are a representative of what the problem is. So we need you to be the solution before Mm -hmm. we can actually Mm -hmm. engage anymore. Those sorts of things. Yeah. I'm not sure if they were happening before when stuff like this was happening. It, to me, like this is not in our generation. This is not the first time atrocities like this have happened. We've grown up having to watch the world look like it's falling apart multiple times Mm -hmm. and just continue. This time around, though, it feels like we are getting a better handle of how to be fired up, like we learned during certain administrations, um, but utilize it in a way that is more tangible and actually is like, no, after this, we're going to make sure this doesn't happen again. Like we really do need to hold ourselves accountable this time, as opposed to. As opposed to what I I know we sometimes can do, which is a, oh, there's just so much going, there's just like, you know, like when you hear people say, I mean, there's just so much going on in the world right now, right? Like it's just, it's just too much. Like I can't even listen, watch the news anymore because it's just so much. Or, you know, like, or I need to go shopping because it's just too much. Like it's to me, I see that as a form of, it's not a bad thing. I just see that as a form of disassociating as a coping mechanism because we do all feel like this is too big. 
Like, and we don't understand why yeah. it's being allowed to happen. Yes. So on the, on the one side, it's like, and, and I feel like that, that can help to push back on the bias bubbles that social media can allow you to be in. Whereas you noted, mm. if you insist that you only are going to be, and we use the labels conservative and liberal, cause that's easier for people to understand that other, apparently two separate sides yeah. of the coin, but it's basically apparently, any, apparently, allegedly, supposedly, whatever. Some are donkeys and some are elephants. Mm. Apparently they're different. If you claim that's oh. what they're different. Okay. <laughs> but they regard whatever bias your label has, it's very easy on social media to remain in that bubble. And what we're seeing, what we're seeing even more and more now of people holding you accountable for that, of like, you can't remain in that bubble and then go harm people because you never bother to see the other perspective of how those people, your bubble is insisting on projecting on this other demographic. And it's not true. So that which before maybe was just allowed keke because, well, what you going to do? Well, now I, I'm encouraged to see that we're like, actually, I'm going to call you out on it. That's a bias. Go read a book and then come back and we can debate on it because we're not we're not having this tit for tat anymore. We don't got time anymore for that because the world is on fire. It feels like the world is on fire. So can we stop? Can we just stop? So it's it's I feel like it, there is a lot more to be like tech savvy or news savvy with that because of how many biases are being mm, cling to or connected to in that way. But I feel like yeah. if we, if we can continue like what we're doing, which I know is exhausting, but if we can continue to transmute that into something productive. I feel like it's not the end of the world. Like, it's not like this is it. Everybody give up, forget, just throw in the towel, forget it. Like, no, like, I feel like this is, we're going through this <laughs> era. Can we to Mars now? <laughs> exactly. I feel we're going through this era, not because we need to throw everything out, but it's like, no, now we can't, we do have the tools to get this right. And we're gradually now learning how to utilize it. The thing is, can we be committed and consistent about it? Not just when something's happening. Oh my gosh, everyone's mm. crying. And then once it's done, we forget about it until next summer when it happens again. It, that We can't continue exactly. that process, which is what the journalism slash entertainment cyclops thing has become, where it's kind of just keeping you in these cycles. I don't know if that was the right word. Maybe I made it up. I don't know if that was a word. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. I get do it. Do you? Do you? Okay. So, you know, because yes. that that cycle of we're, we're enraged for a moment and then now we're laughing and then we're enraged again and now we're laughing and it's, and it's just going mm -hmm. like on an assembly line. And it's like, no, 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 no. We really, this is the time to really take notice of what, where are the dots connecting? Where are the puppet strings connecting so we can hold them accountable? Cause we need to prevent this type of thing from happening again. We cannot continue like this. Right. So I'm, I'm hoping, trusting that how we are utilizing the news and the media, how we are consuming it, that, that is what is influencing us to do more of. Yeah. Yeah. I think as long as we're using it in a healthy way, like we're it and like take a break when you need to kind of thing. Um, because I always felt, especially during like I mean, of course, with the COVID and BLM BLM stuff, there are a lot of activists that were doing a lot all the time, all the time of doing things, doing this kind of thing. And and I, I know that if you do that all the time, it will affect your mental health. Right. And, it, and I feel like it will feel like there's nothing we can do. And like, and even when you try, you know, or it feels like, oh, like we're so far away. So what can we do kind of thing, even though we're more connected because of technology and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, of course, yeah, it would be awesome if the Avengers would come, you know, I don't know where they are. I'm still um, waiting. Okay. You know, I think we need, yeah. I'm like, where's Captain America? Oh, well, Iron Man. Well, spoiler alert, Iron Man not around anyway. Uh, but Iron Man, you know, Black Panther. Oh, like, just like, can they just come back, please? Can they just come and just, but we don't have that. And, and also I think the superheroes, I don't know. I mean, I don't know for sure. But for like Marvel, I think that the superheroes were made out of that because there were times mm -hmm. people were suffering and exactly. they wanted a superhero to come and save them. And so that's how we created these superheroes that, you know, of course, you know, we don't really have them here, but that's it's fine. Um, we can do what we can, you know, but um, but yeah, it can be very um, overwhelming. So I think uh, people should take breaks. I wouldn't say like, don't, you know, don't look, look at because if you don't look at the news at all, that that's 
you know, you're going from one extreme to the next, right? Um, I think people should be informed because it does, even if you think things don't affect you sometimes, like, I mean, they do, even if it's in a small way kind of thing that can affect you. So, and see how you can help in your own way. You don't have to, you don't have to be dramatic about it. Like sometimes little things can help. Um, and then of course, sometimes, you know, you just uh, do your best because sometimes you, you, there's been like people have tried to help. And then like, for example, you give money for a good cause and then it doesn't go to where it's supposed to go to. And so that kind of thing can make you feel discouraged because like I'm trying to help. And then the people that claim they're going to take my money and help people, they use it for something else. So I think that's why it can make people feel kind of, um, I don't know, not crestfallen, like jaded. It's very easy to be jaded if you look, you know, at, at the news too much. Um, so, I mean, I think it's also why you have to be very selective with the news that you listen to and watch and read and things like that. Um, so that it will help you in a sense, help you block out some of the extra, extra noise that doesn't help you, you know? Um, and also like we said, just because bad things happen doesn't mean there's not good things, right? Just because like, let's say one organization didn't help you like they should have, it doesn't mean another one won't kind of thing. Um, and so we just have to be kind of like mindful of that. There are a lot of like good things happening. Sometimes I think with the news, we talk more about the bad things. And I feel like I, I, I don't think I believe there's more bad things going on than good things. No, I don't think so. I think it just depends who's like uh, giving the news and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot. Go it seems like there's always a lot going on. And um, we, we know a lot more than we did like uh, 10 or 20 years ago. I don't think we had this much access to information. I mean, we did have access, but not, I don't think it was in this way. It was very different. Um, and obviously we're older. Some of us are older now. So you, you, you have more critical thinking functions and things like that to, to think more about the news that you are, um, consuming. And, uh, yeah, I, and uh, I know, uh, for me, I, I, you know, I, I do try to be more um, selective with what I listen to also, because there's some parts where you're like, wait, why am I listening? What are they talking? Like, and, and what makes it difficult is that like, sometimes people are really good at their words. Like they can talk and sound like they're saying a lot, but they're actually saying nothing. That also is something we have to be careful of. Um, also, just because someone is, has like 50 degrees, you know, or is like, is a CEO, doesn't mean they know what they're talking about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just because you have a title sometimes doesn't necessarily mean you know what's up kind of thing. Um, and yeah, and, I, and I, I, a lot of people I follow too sometimes have a, a lot of different things to say. Um, and it's just, um, I don't know, it's hard. It, it, it's hard finding the, the truth, but I think with enough like research and I think a good thing is to research what you're looking at. Like if you look at a news article and it says this and this and you're not sure, hmm, maybe I can... There's even, I know there's sites online too, where you can fact that fact check for you to check, okay, did, did this happen? And this, this is actually true, bump, bump, bump kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it, it was just, it's different. It's been interesting to see how the news has changed over time and how social media, because remember before we always had news, but we didn't always have social media. So that added thing has really changed the way news gets like thrown at you like every day. This is happening and look at all these things. And even if you don't want to look at something, oh, that's the first thing on your phone. Here you go. This this horrible thing happened. Okay, great. You know, or this wonderful thing happened. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of uh, and that's also on. yeah, and that's also interesting with like how the journalism industry has tried to catch up with stuff like that. <laughs> so disclaimer, part of my background is journalism. I am a journalist and mm -hmm. I took note that back when I was studying it and also training, there was this notion that journalism is superior to social media, superior to bloggers, ah. superior to YouTube. Like we don't do those things. Right. So you're, you're, you're more superior if your thing is in a newspaper or a magazine or a reputable TV station. Yes. And so they were very much at a time clinging to know that we are the better quality. So we don't need to be bothered with social media. Then fast forward years now where they've had to grapple with their sales going down because people are not purchasing the paper printed product. 
sales going down and ads online because mm. people are not subscribing to their website to read the full article. So then they've had to shift into, well, now you do need to be on social media. You do need to have your YouTube channel. Okay. Now you do need to learn how to do TikTok, And then, okay, now maybe you do need these content creators because they bring the eyeballs and the clicks while your other anchors may only be bringing certain people. So the, the, the back and forth in that has caused a an interesting thing of, of how their gatekeeping has morphed or changed, where now they they be changing headlines like 12 times in one day because of the backlash of happening of like, uh-uh, you don't call that person that name. Or why are you insinuating your, your headline is misleading? What are you doing? Like, you know, this sort of thing, which is which of course is chipping away at their, I think their 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 own sense of integrity and value of what they are bringing. Yes. So when it comes to, I think from on the journalism side, when it comes to what are we doing? Because the actual writers and creators and journalism are being paid less and are being laid off. And they are people who like me, where we really want to showcase the truth. We really want to get the voices Mm. that are normally overridden or overlooked to have a platform to be seen or heard. And we really do do the fact checking and everything, but because it's not Mm -hmm. sensational or because the editor didn't want it, they're being laid off or they're not getting paid much, or they're having to shift into other roles and things like that. So on the one hand, it's like, well, there's, I'm not sure what solution is happening in the industry to not lose out on the journalists that you need, where you're paying other people who are, who barely have any background and what they're doing to just put out sensational articles while the real people have to sit back and either do it freelance on their own or just stop altogether. So I think a the the notion that well journalism seemed to be more polished before than it is now that I think that is a true statement in terms of the industry has has gone through quite a lot of changes trying to figure out why their previous business model is no longer working. And, but then unfortunately choosing to chop off the part that was important, which is the truth <laughs> sort of thing, and insist on going more into the entertainment side of things. So I, 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 I note that because I want to make sure that we don't automatic, because there's general statements that end up happening where we want to throw all journalists into the same bucket, that all of them are lying to us. So we should all kill yes. them off. And I'm like, no, or all the news platforms are useless. <laughs> we should kill them off. Like, no, that it's not all of them. It's actually just these few executives who are choosing to run this thing to the ground. While there are other journalists who actually are really solid in what they want to do and are really talented, but they're not getting paid or they're being dismissed or being censored and things like that, which not all the time they can even tell you until after the NDA has expired, right? So there's on that side, like as consumers, you got to make understand that the journalists are not always the enemy. There are other puppet strings in play with that. Now on the consumer side, when it comes to, well, how do you, how can you be tech savvy or news savvy? If you're bombarded with all this information and it's, it's overwhelming, it becomes overwhelming to figure out what is true and what is not, how much of this is just advertising to get me to buy something or get me to stick to my, my biases or my bubble. And I think what you noted, yes, those fact checking types of websites are, sorry, if you hear tapping in my side, I don't know who's tapping, but there are fact-checking websites for certain places, it would be lovely if we could have that all over the world. Uh, But again, the business model for that, all of these things, they do require some kind of funding. Some of them, they will start because someone was passionate about it. But after a while, there needs to be some endorsement or there needs to be some business model on it for it to continue because it takes money to do that. Uh, If you don't have fact-checking things, if you, yes, I, I get it. Some people claim they don't got the time or the attention span to read. So they'd much rather have someone say it or watch a clip and keep it moving. The unfortunate thing about that is the more, the smaller the news item is, if it's a 30 second video, a 10 second thing, you got to understand that you are not getting the full story. If it's a sound bite, exactly. A sound bite is not the full story. So from the jump, the sound bite might entice you to be interested 
in the thing, but do not take soundbite as the only thing that you're doing, right? So the only thing you're looking at or listening to that can't be the only part of information. If you want to be savvy, you got to go where things were written down. There's a quote that says that if you want to hide the truth from people, you write it down or you put it in a book because so many people will not make the effort to read it. Yeah. So if you are somebody who truly wants to be informed for yourself, so you understand how to what so one understand what's going on in the world, but understand what you what role you play, you gotta have to read something. And when you read something, take note of what's being quoted. That's I think a bigger thing you can take note of of is this thing fact or true? Are they quoting the most random names and organizations you've never heard of? And if you actually look up that organization, nothing comes up. Okay, then this article probably doesn't have much going on. Like it's actually probably propaganda. If there are no quotes whatsoever, there are no links to get you to the source of what they're talking about. This is this is possibly propaganda if they're claiming this is a news article. It's a different thing if this is someone's blog post, Tumblr post, and they're just speaking their opinion. Okay, well then they obviously weren't claiming this is news. They're claiming this is their opinion, this is their experience. But if it's a site mm-hmm. claiming mm-hmm. that they're trying to give you information to keep you informed and there are no backlinks, there are no quotes to real people, there's no contact information for you to send them to let you them know that this article you are misleading or you misquoted something. That that's how you can start building your muscle of what you see, how to discern what you're seeing and whether it's truth or propaganda. I'm not necessarily going to go into which particular platforms you should go to. Like, oh, well, this is the news organization you go to because a lot of them, they change over time. Mm. Right. So at one point, people would always claim BBC. Then another point, everyone's claiming Al Jazeera. Then another point, everyone's claiming like you bounce around because they are still very much. Yeah, they're very much a business. So their priorities will change depending on how business is going, right? So yes, you can follow certain journalists if you respect their work and stuff, but they're human too. And over time, some things happen that maybe they report on something or do something that doesn't align with you. So a lot of it still has to be on your own responsibility in terms of what you are consuming. I feel like there's a lot more access to... uh, platforms that curate stuff for you. Like I'm, I have a variety of, I'm subscribed to a variety of newsletters that curate certain stories that would be of interest to me from different sources. That's useful so that you're not overwhelmed by there's so many sources, I don't know where to find news, right? But still with that, go through what I noted of like, when you're reading it, pay attention to what you're reading and don't just take stuff at face value all the time. Cause it should be what you're reading and the news that you're consuming should be helping you enhance your own perspectives and your opinions and broaden your knowledge. It should not be swallow this as gospel and just spit it out whenever because somebody else said it. You should, it should be enhancing you thinking for yourself. That's the point of the news. Before maybe it was, well, if the news says this is the boogeyman, we all going to believe that's the boogeyman and that's it. Now news is you should be engaging with news as I need to understand what's going on for right now. And then I'm going, that's going to enhance the history I already know, the people I already know to better form uh, my perspective on this particular topic or thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and then to go back to the, yeah, the journalism thing. Uh, yeah, it's, I think uh, journalists get a really bad rap because I think they're put all in one group. Um, we think that all journalists, it's all like, oh, it's about TMZ and they're going to, you know, I don't know, go to see what is this celebrity doing? And like, and they're, they're seen like attacking people or putting their cameras, people's faces, blah, 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 or even like on shows, like there's some shows where it, it always like the journalist is always like the bad guy. Like, oh, I just want to get the story. I don't care if people die. I don't care if this happens, but I just want the story. Like, you know, um, and I feel like that's not all of them. I just have this idea that maybe, you know, and then hey, I've had like students too, like tell me that, yeah, like it, like you're kind of scared for your life sometimes as a journalist, because people tend to think that you, you are just here to, to make some story, to make someone look bad. And I, and I don't think it's, 
they're all like that. I think sometimes a lot of time the minor- minority maybe is doing that and not everyone is like that. I, I'm, I'm sure the many journalists that they just want to give you the news. They just want to tell you this is what happens and that's it with no, you know, spin or things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I, even myself, sometimes you, if, if you watch too many of the movies, you're kind of like, wait, are there any good journalists? Like all <laughs> y'all are just like going after people and like, and all you want to do is like, you don't care. Like, I remember there's some show I watched, I've forgotten what it was called. And like, it was some guy that his sister had died. Or I don't know what. And there was some journalist who like, he like, um, broke into his apartment or something mm-hmm to get like information about him and stuff like that. And then he put it all over the news. And even his, you know, even his partner was like, why are you doing this? Like, this is not cool. Like this is like a a grieving man. You went into his house to take his stuff. Like, why would you do that? But of course, and it's supposed to be a competitive thing at work. Like, oh, well, I got the story first kind of thing. And it's like, oh, oh, I found something about you. So, you know, now I know I'm going to put it all over the news. Ha ha. And, and I just think it's a shame because then like, makes it seem as if okay then yeah we don't need them anymore and like i can get my own information so and it's like no that th- there is a skill to telling stories in a way that makes sense right and t- telling giving the news in a in a certain way it's not just like not i don't think just anyone can do it without you know putting their own kind of spit on it kind of thing so i think it's important that that's it, to know that not everyone is like that right um, and, and also like the, the point you're saying about, yeah, finding your own news, like, and that's kind of what was difficult. It's easier now, but that was difficult when I was younger, where I was kind of like, I don't know what news to look at. Like, cause at least then I think newspapers are easier because there's less, right? You just have to get that one, two, three newspapers, you're done. Boom. But to get the news online, that's much harder. Cause like, what am I looking at? Who do I, how do I know who, do, you know, like, what is this kind of thing? Um, and I find that you just go with where, where your interest lies or, or, I find that looking at different countries news is good because everyone has their own propaganda, right? Um, I'm in China, obviously, so it would make sense for me to follow like American news and to follow China news and to follow, you know, you know, you kind of want to try all different places. So then you have different ideas coming from, you know, and then you can see the way different outlets talk about the same type of news in like a different way kind of thing. But I think that just takes time. Um, I, I think for me personally, the way I, deal or interact with news is different. I feel like when I first started out, it was very much like, I want, I have all this information. I want to share it with people. I want to talk to people about it and be like, this is what's happening. And you should know because, and if anyone has something to say to me, I'm like, well, I know I can back it up with all this information. Whereas now I'm more measured about that. Like if I don't need to share the information necessarily, or you're not the person to talk to then I won't as much. Cause I don't know if this happened to you guys too, where there's certain people whether you like them or not where there's certain topics you can't talk to about them uh, talk to about them right because they either have their own um like they're very set in their own ways or very set in like their point of view so it's and and like when it comes to debates and conversations i think you need to be flexible like you need to be open to different ideas like like if you are talking about something and you are not going to change your mind and you you're not really listening you're just talking like oh well i heard this so then we can't really have a conversation right you you need to be able to ebb and flow with it um so i i kind of i remember in my younger days like college maybe high school i would put all these like facts and articles news articles all over my my facebook or instagram be like oh this is what's happening bam 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 if someone has something to say i can say something back boom 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 all this stuff Whereas now I don't, I don't know if it's a millennial thing, but like, I don't really post that much stuff now. Like, I don't really want like, th- th- there's no point of getting a de- in a debate with people or friends or fa- or whatever, if they, if other people are not willing to have a discussion kind of thing. Cause for me, I'm open to discussion. Like if I'm wrong, oh, okay. Or if this is a different point, oh, okay, maybe you look that up. But then you have some people that they're very stuck in their view and how they see something. And if you're not open to it and you can't see a different way, then there's no point in me talking to you because then it just w- w- like you're not going to change your mind and I'm not going to you know it's it's like it's like you're talking to a wall basically kind of thing um so I, I also would and also especially online I know it's very easy to fall into arguments with people or debate with people but be careful of that because one they could be a troll <laughs> they could just be messing with you like you know because a lot of people online have like even though they're doing more of the real name things a lot of fake people they have fake accounts fake no face no picture I don't know who you are where you're from what are you right I don't even know if you're a human like you know 
<laughs> you could be a robot. I don't know. But um, there's no point of debating about news or conversations with another party that's not all they're doing is arguing air like you're literally just saying the same thing over and over and you're not there's no discussion there's no oh i learn about that you learn let's give and take you know so um so along with being selective of the news that you consume i would be selective in who you have discussions with also you have to make sure that the other person can is open to receive and can have the discussion so because the point is not it shouldn't be like, I'm trying to prove that I'm right. Like, no, no, it, it it's a discussion that can, um, I guess, get, I guess, engage your critical thinking nerve. I don't know your mind, right. It's supposed to engage your mind so you can think more and, and introduce more ideas to other people and yourself and to become a better person. Cause if you have, if you have more information, then you, you have more tools to do things or make change happen. Right. Cause you want to know, you know, you have to know the information to do it. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, if I can use a metaphor, it's like a math problem. Oh, oh my gosh. Look at me using a math. I hate math, but anyway, let's say I have a math problem. If you don't have, like, if you don't have the numbers to get the answer, then it's like giving me the answer, but you're not giving me the prob the, the equation, right? Like you're like, Oh, the answer is two. How did I get two? Okay. Well, what if I don't know? Uh, there's no one and there's no, like one, where's the one plus one? It's just two. Obviously it's a, you know, dramatized, exaggerated example. But if you don't have enough information, all the different pieces, then you can't do anything. Like if you don't have, if you don't know how to build the house, how are you going to build a house? Right. Um, so yeah. So I think in my older, as I've, as I've gotten older, in my older years, I, the, the arguments, the debates, the new stuff, I don't, even people that I like, you know, I'm, I'm friends with or respect. There's certain people that like, if they don't understand, if they don't have, if they're not flexible enough of certain information. I, I'm kind of like, you know, we can talk about these different topics, but maybe this one, we don't have to talk about, like, it's fine. Like, it's good. We don't have to, you have your stuff. I have my thing. It's cool. Right. Um, Cause I think people should be, you, you should be open to, to different um, ways and, and, and ways to critically think about stuff. Um, cause obviously like we've been going in this conversation, you never know what, you know, is that really the facts? Is this a different way? Is this just propaganda? Are you only listening to one side telling you that this is the way things are, but you're not, you know, and, and, and I'm always kind of wary of like when people have so much to say about stuff, but then you didn't go there. It's very different. Everyone knows how this is. Like if you don't actually meet the person, you don't actually go to the place it's hard for you to really have all of the information or all the details. And, and we saw this a lot, obviously with COVID and all, and obviously I'm in China. So obviously the whole thing of China and the news and COVID and all of that, we know what happened. There was a lot of, a lot of noise that came out because of that. Right. A lot of uh, noise and um, nastiness coming out. And um, yeah, it, it's very easy for nastiness to come out when you don't, when you're not actually at the place or you don't actually know all the stuff that happened behind the scenes. Right. So yeah, you, you need to, it, it's, it takes work to read the news. You can't just, oh, I just read it and that's it. Like, no, like it, you kind of, you need, it, it takes effort to be um, a proper news consumer. Right. Um, and, and it's the same way. Like if you go shopping for, to, to, to put another example, when you go shopping, I assume that you don't just buy anything. You don't just, oh, I'll just buy, I don't know what to buy. So I'll just buy the whole store. No, you don't do, you don't. <laughs> you don't do that right you look you pay attention like do i want this color do i want to buy this heel or this one you take your time right when you're shopping for clothes or things you like right the same thing should be with the news you shouldn't just i'll just you know i i don't know what to buy so i'll just buy the whole store i'm just gonna buy everything because i don't know what i want no no you don't do that right so yeah so you have to be very active in your news con consuming consumption right and and getting your information and and of course and also be selective of who you talk to about it because sometimes people just want to argue and um i don't know if that let, let, let's use our energy you know properly right let's not waste energy that's not necessary and then at the end of the argument nothing like if you don't gain anything from this conversation why are you having it you're not gaining anything it's not doing it's not adding anything useful to your life so why continue the conversation right so yeah so that's another side to that i would like to add as well yeah love it no that's good that's good it's like that was like the two there you have the two solutions or three solutions i think we've shared 
with this topic. Yes. Yes. Right. Because Mm -hmm. yes, we all are bombarded by news and information of all kinds. There's a lot going on. There always is a lot going on in the world. And this has (laughs) how we consume it, how we navigate it has evolved over time. So to wrap up, remember one, yes, be very selective about who you engage with in these conversations. Conversations are important because they do expand your perspective because you learn through other people also what information they know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but be selective about it because nobody needs a argument, an argumentative onto your uncle. Like it's not, it's not worth the energy. Also be very selective and proactive in what you consume. And understand that your mm-hmm. these apps, these uh, platforms cater to your biases, cater to your insecurities. So be mindful of that with the things that get pushed to you or the things that get repeated mm. to you online as well. And what was the third thing? Oh, yeah. Being proactive in terms of transmuting this energy. Okay. Transmuting the yes. feeling of helplessness or the feeling of despair or the feeling of rage and disappointment, transmuting that into tangible, proactive action showing up in the role you can play individually and collectively to make things better, make this world better, solve the problems and the issues that we have now. Because those need to be solved first before we can transition into the new innovations and experiences mm-hmm. that we all deserve. So yes, and this was small or big. So the actions don't big. have to be yes, gigantic. exactly, right. exactly, individually yeah. and collectively. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for this conversation. I enjoyed it, and yeah. enlightening. I hope, yes, and I hope you listening also enjoyed it. As always, let us know your thoughts and what you think uh, in the post for this. I'll also share, we both will share the forms of, or the platforms we go to for news or information. I think it'll be good to share some of the newsletters or platforms, at least we feel have been reliable in terms of being legit or truthful. I'll share those links as well. Uh, They might be things you already are looking at or things that you want to add to your list too. Exactly. Yes. So thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoyed this discussion and we'll catch you on the next episode. Right, yeah. Yeah. And remember to be selective and active with your news and positive too. And take a break when you need to. Mm-hmm. That's that's important. Yeah. All right. Great conversation. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Take care. <laughs>